to shoot. Summer! I can't deal with this. I have to kill myself. You have to, too. Summer! Wait, we don't have to do this. We're both Summers. You're just made in my image. Morty? Yeah. I'm here, too. <laughs> significant somebody hunt me oh shit looks like someone killed the decoy family decoy, decoy family you want to get in one more i told you so about synthetic life or whatever this week's theme oh, is fuck. One and all, welcome to the latest and greatest edition of nick's nonfiction. here with your host nick munez reading arlene something or others book a clone of your own if you are into playing God in the lab, gain-of-function research, this is your book, going deep on legal and ethical ramifications of science. It really isn't going to be long until you can 3D print a better version of your girlfriend. And now is she going to consider this ethical or cheating? I'll let you take a guess. It's just a younger, better copy we made in the lab with a personality that was uploaded from a girl from Tinder that matches better with me. And yeah, she's a little bit younger, but it is a carbon copy. Girls always like to compare themselves to your next girlfriend. It's uh, my better and my worse. It's the same. This isn't cheating here. I just figured out the paradoxical loophole to monogamy. That is right. How is the word clone both a verb and a noun? That's just one of the other paradoxes that we're going to be coming across. If you figure out how to get your own clone, you are going to be beside yourself with all the possibilities. Did you ever hear about the cannibal who figured out how to clone humans? He's full of himself. Dolly was the culmination of a long scientific quest to understand the puzzle of our development. How do we turn from one cell into these complex organisms? The funniest word in the world, homunculi. How do we go from that to a blastocyte? to magically being able to come up with thoughts. It's obviously a miracle, but what the scientific community will tell you is you are chemicals. You are a speck of shit on a rock flying through space. And that is ever more true in this era where we could just make a genetic copy of you. What about in 10 years from now, they could just make a genetic copy of your consciousness with all of the data that they've collected on you. So now there's a rogue you running around in the cloud I'm up for it. I hate social media. You listeners know this. If I could get a clone to run my personal Insta page or fucking Twitter, I'm in. Synthesize my life. I'll give you my DNA. You might want to think that through twice when you hear about things today like Clonade. It's a gene categorization agency who have patented cloning technology. Great. I don't even own the copyrights to my genetic copy. The ability to create synthetic life, this has upped humans to a god-tier species. Why do we need to go beyond Pluto anymore? We could create self-sustaining biological organisms. It's a whole lot of ethical questions that follow, you know, like, if the government has the ability to clone a healthy baby, is it then unsafe for a couple to risk having a child naturally? You know, there are a lot of debates that you would get into just because we have the ability to inject stem cells into your brain and fix Parkinson's. Does that mean we are obligated to enforce it? 
So it's going to be a very topical show, as you can tell, weaving it into <laughs> how we are using science. Is it moral? Is it not? Are we playing God? And there are all these menial questions, like how do I know I'm not a clone? Am I me? Someone hand me a knife so I could check. What about clones that are like multiple generations deep? It's like a freaking liger. Are clones going to be able to reproduce with other clones? And this is all real. China has said that they are producing human animal chimeras. So they have like pig men over in underground military bases in China. United States government is more about boasting our drone program than our clone program. But I would put a heavy bet down that we have got some genetically cloned super soldiers. <laughs> Time for a word from our sponsors. Welcome back. You are making a grave mistake if you are not subscribed to that Patreon page. The hikes are reaching a new altitude, sharing a different side of the creator. And then uh, the memes are friggin' better every goddamn night about the author. What was her name? Arlene Hotsko. There's a reason I didn't remember that name. She's a bioethicist. What is that? Bioethicist? You get mad when plants eat sunlight. The vegetables have to be vegetarians. What if uh, a Venus flytrap is actually the only non-vegan plant? Canceled. Arlene, bioethicist, she's a lawyer. She's a writer-in-residence at the Science Museum of London. She was a visiting scholar at Widener University, University College of London. She is an academic. She provides commentary on science, ethics, and policy, making appearances on television, radio in the U.S. and the U.K., this chick's a mystery. Absolutely nothing about Arlene. This could be the Epsilon variant, I mean, copy of her clone. Did you hear about the new Marvel hero? It's a Mexican guy, and he can clone himself. His name is Juan Division. What does Kim Jong-un call his clone? Kim Jong-dos. Let's go to chapter one after a word from our sponsors. This here is me homunculus flesh puppet that me soul will transfer to in the event of me death. It's got no soul inside of it right now, so we keep it in a constant state of euphoria to keep it from massacring me customers. Chapter 1. A Clone of Your Own. Creating Life in the Lab. She began with some quotes from Frankenstein and then a couple from Brave New World. And the comparison that was being made is the variety of cloning that there is in fiction much like we will design our starships by watching old episodes of Star Trek, are scientists in the lab creating clones like Frankenstein, one guy creating a clone modeled after himself, or is cloning going to be like Brave New World, where one embryo is going to be divided into 96 different genetic copies? Frankenstein is actually just a subtle Prometheus story, you know, we rip off the grim fairy tales. Every story's been told a million times. The Greeks had been trying to make bodies out of dead people. So you take the shot put guy's arm and sew it to the long distance corpse's legs. 
and they were trying to make these Franken athletes and you know Da Vinci was trying to make like helicopters sewing people's arms to heads and shit the question at bay from Brave New World to Frankenstein is can you make a functioning powerful unit with parts of an individual Arlene made a big point about Frankenstein being the first use of science alone in literature to create life so as I said in the intro synthetic life that doesn't mean silicon life. This does not include artificial intelligence we're talking about today. Synthetic denotes you're able to create a biological being only with biological parts. Didn't Adam do this in the Garden of Eden? He ripped his rib out and then he multiplied into two OG clones. <laughs> Frankenstein was apparently the first. There was a fear at the time where biology was headed. People were cynical and took a suspicious look at how little we knew. You know, it's like 1800s, you're dealing with Civil War medicine. People were scared, and the literature reflects it. And they were rightfully scared because it's not like cloning is being used for good things at the time. Being, <laughs> I'm thinking about these underground bases. Like I said, China confirmed that they have human-animal chimeras. Is not a positive use. So our Philip K. Dick ideas of cloning, our Rick and Morty ideas where we're just going to create a chaotic universe where the clones are going to make clones who are going to make clones, it's probably going to get out of hand like that if our fiction holds up the way it used to. Like if our subconscious is still to a T in tune with the future, it would carry that our current interpretations of future cloning are also accurate. And now that's not a scientific proof. It's pretty good literature reasoning from Miss Arlene here. Science fiction has always flourished with the idea of robots and cyborgs. So then Brave New World was one of the first books that took the ethics of synthetic life. Like even in the 1800s, they probably had books about the first steam engine that became sentient or whatever. It's not synthetic life. So we're staying in this theme now. Brave New World is the first book about, yeah, the government is going to synthetically take over the reproductive process. I don't even know how Huxley wrote that book. He, this, this was before the double helix, before CRISPR or anything. This, <laughs> these guys are prophets seemingly unsustainable rate of growth that we are at here the price to pay is going to be hellish if we carry over with our current ethics into the future technology that was poorly put let's get out of the books for a minute and check in with ART this is the company that created the first clone assisted reproductive technology they started in the 1970s and by 1996 they printed Dolly that sheep 20 years they were working at it confirming human life can be fertilized outside of the body so like just off of that <laughs> three years after dolly the matrix came out this is the entire plot of that movie you can fertilize humans in an egg and give them a vr experience while you are extracting their resources arlene just setting the table here ever since 1970 when art the company went online philosophers, theologians, doctors, lawyers were all getting together to debate the idea of the ethics. And we do have a book in the future called The Cloning Debate, so I'm not going too deep into that part. I'm just trying to hit the pop culture ideas mostly today. 
there's obviously a pretty big problem at our hands. <laughs> the Frankenstein myth is reality. Do you have domestic domain over your life forms or are they free? In the terms of children, we have this weird line of 18 years and then you just get to dump the clone into the friggin' earth. In the case of cloning and military scientists, these motherfuckers are going to create a zygote like some sort of monster made out of human parts that is just made to kill. If it goes by the same 18-year statute that parenting is, then on its 18th birthday, they're going to let this thing loose in the hills of Afghanistan to go absolutely wild. <laughs> you see, we need an entirely new set of rules to get around this zygote monster movie. You would have to say, you are permanently held responsible for every single thing that your clone does until it is terminated. Like, we can't let these motherfuckers get away with printing a bunch of death machines and going, it was just an experiment. There's a friggin' study later. They put two million genetically engineered mosquitoes into Florida. Where are the ethics? We didn't get to vote on that. You know, it's not like we're gonna have a big conference to get to vote on what this shit is used for. <laughs> It's a much bigger problem in her hands. And you can't ask too many questions before you start blurring the line of what qualifies for child support. You know, is any... Like, um, if you run a puppy mill, should they get child support? It's not a great comparison, but... Creating life in a lab is a massive ethical question. Remember the Black Mirror episode? There was the guy who stole all of his co-workers dna and he was the it guy so when he goes home he uploads all their dna into his own video game he made and he is the captain in the video game of the ship all of his co-workers he turns into clones and then eventually one of them get into the thing and they're like you can't use our dna to make slaves of us even if we're not aware <laughs> because if you think about it this is a living organism even if its setting is a computer, this thing has feelings. And it has the exact same feelings as you if you were the one that was cloned. So you would be a little partial. Let me go off the rails with all this pop culture. There was that Jordan P movie, P, Jordan P, Keegan Peel, who gives a fuck. It was called Us, and it was about everybody had a genetic copy underground. And since you have a genetic copy, your consciousness is split between you and the copy that you're not even aware exists. So that's why you can't put all the thoughts together that you want to. That's why every time I mess up on the show, damn you underground clone. Th that movie didn't even have a good ending. It's irrelevant. They friggin' like fought in fire down in Santa Barbara. The entire point is we have lab rats. You can't just test <laughs> untested things on people. Did you know that the average length of a vaccine trial is supposed to last 700 days? You, uh, why haven't we shot up some rats? This conference that happened after Dolly was born, all of these doctors and priests were like, so what, is DNA just a manufactured commodity now? I can just replicate my DNA and sell it as a clone. Yeah, we've already been doing this. So luckily some of the moral groundwork is already laid out. I could go to a sperm bank. <laughs> you know, I'm 6'4", a fucking decent-looking person. I could easily clear $150 per batch. Why I'm not cranking it for cash, I do not know. Maybe it's because after 18 years, I would have to leave the city of donation. 
<laughs> to make sure I don't run into any of my zygotes. In Brave New World, children are manufactured commodities, so there was always a higher price for good DNA. Who's to say eventually your social credit or your uh, pedigree, your whatever medical app doesn't say you're healthy enough to have a kid? So does your kid have to be born in a test tube? Or is your kid going to be able to take the chance to be born naturally? Dolly is a fucking legendary creature. She created more problems than Harambe. <laughs> Men are so salty since Adam ripping a rib out that we can't produce our own kids that we just took to the lab and started conceiving life on our own. <laughs> the plot thickens. Chapter 2, The Science of Cloning. Experimental work is dangerous, time-consuming, and uncontrollable, therefore economically inefficient. Experimental work is only free when you trick people into being guinea pigs to surpass a trial stage. Arlene had the pleasure of visiting the Roslyn Institute seven months before Dolly was born. Gestation period for a goat is seven months. They forgot to book Arlene a hotel. They're like, it's the busiest time this lab has ever seen. Megan and Morag were two sheep cloned a year prior, and they had birth defects. So likely since uh, 1976, they said they started the program. We had a bunch of different cloned sheeps, but they had six toes instead of five, so it's not technically the first clone. My point there is that it's 20 years past whatever they're telling you. Megan and Morag, they were xenotransplantations. And this is a unnecessarily long word that means animal organs compatible with people. You could just take Lucy's liver out and put it into an alcoholic. This is huge. So it's not just implications of, well, we're going to have to tell people what they could do with their clones, see how much we have to charge them. Now they're asking themselves, okay, is it our responsibility as scientists to start growing extra livers for everybody now that we have the ability to? I mean, the market answer is there. I would surely pay for another liver if I was hungover. On some days you have that bad of a hangover, bring me down to the Roslyn Institute. <laughs> that would be the economic model. We're going to sell hangover cures or... You could go with the authoritarian model, which is saying it is now our responsibility to take into care those who cannot hear for themselves. Megan and Morag are in Dolly's shadow. She took all of the friggin' spotlight. This is uh, that movie, The Island. Saw it a long time ago, but the whole uh, plot is that everybody in the United States has a genetic copy out on an island. And so when someone gets into a car accident... The genetic copy on the island is told, you just won the lottery. You're going to be leaving this friggin' godforsaken place. And then they get taken for surgery and harvested for all the spare parts. <laughs> We're doing this to animals. Like I said, the Earth is currently the matrix for animals and taxpayers. The implications here are Dolly was cloned from one single cell, this trans-xenomorgification they can just sequence one cell over and over and over. So there's that ethical question, should we or should we monetize it? It also comes into question, we don't even need the original anymore. Like as long as you have a human cell, you can clone that cell. After Megan, Morag, and Dolly, farmers were thinking, 
not only can my cows all be genetic clones, but so can my best corn crop. So not a lot of people know this, but all the Purdue chickens are genetic copies. Isn't that wild? Every fucking chicken you see at the grocery store is genetically the same. We're living in some sort of <laughs> dystopia here. Arg, Jack Sparrow, do you believe in dystopian ghost stories? Well, you better start believing. You're in one. <laughs> this shit is... We're eating cloned beef. This was only five years after Dolly. They were able to get it into all the heifers and hydrangeas. They said um, seven years after conception, Dolly died of a lung infection. And so they took another one of her lung cells and were able to clone that. So even seven years after the first conception, they were able, like we had it down to a science at that point. A <laughs> real science. Dolly died of a lung infection, but not the next clones. So there's a lot of uh, mystery around clones. Like people think... The clone is going to say the exact same thing as me, do the exact same thing as me. It just has the same predispositions as you. It doesn't follow the exact same us consciousness type of thing. Like Dolly's kid doesn't die of the same lung infection. This is where nurture comes in so much. Your epigenetics change throughout your life, so how you treat yourself is more important than how whatever lottery ticket you got sent into this bitch with. They said in the lab it took 277 attempts at the nuclear transfer, which is a nucleus of a cell. We're not doing quantum insemination. 277 attempts, and even with all those attempts, it took an electric current to fuse the embryo and the nucleus of that tit cell that they used. Think about it. They needed, what was it, in Frankenstein... <laughs> The guy legit needed a strike of lightning to come down and hit it. So it's not just like we throw a couple cells into a puddle and then shit happens like they tell you your puddle soup. There does need to be a guiding hand to get these things together. From there, the mother's mitochondria is genetically replicated. And mitochondria, like I just bought up puddle soup, they say the way that mitochondria evolved was that it dropped its cytoplasm so that it became a cell of its own and then individual cells became strong enough where they were able to then absorb mitochondria you know the powerhouse of the cell they can actually exist on their own and we just read that bushcraft book that guy cody on the show he's like my mitochondria is stronger than any other living human he wears shorts into the arctic circle and he thinks this strengthens his mitochondria. If you research immune systems, this heretical information shows that mitochondria kind of is a big factor in how good you are at fighting off disease. Not spike proteins, which is what people have been injecting themselves with over the past year. It's still a mystery how and why cells orchestrate themselves in the way that they do. How do those first 200 cells create the little army that then will become a baby. And that's why it took hundreds of times. It's not an exact moment of conception, which is another kind of bullshit thing that the right wing does. Well, you're taking a life if you want to get an abortion. It's not a life. Even when it is a blastocyte, a big group of cells, it is still less than a 50% chance that this will be a functioning human. 
Like abortion, the grace period is much bigger than you would think. It was just in one of the memes, the funniest word in the English language, homunculus. <laughs> These are stem cells that have all of the blueprints in one. Oh, blueprints. It's a supercell. It could turn into anything. Like the three normal types of cells are squamous, like your lip cells. There's adipose fat cells. And then there are um, joint cells, like padding cells, which isn't the fat. There's a different kind. But homunculi, what you are when you begin your life, is um, a totally different type of cell that exists. This is why stem cells are so coveted. Did you see recently that chick from Miss Congeniality, Sandra Bullock? She goes, I have a cream made out of child's foreskins that I use and I pat into my face every single night. And she's talking about the stem cells are able to rejuvenate my skin cells. You literally do need adrenochrome from an infant in order to restore youngness like they have all those um youth doctors now half of the things that they're pushing is collagen and stem cells so fillers and then the real stuff that works they're giving you mostly filler i don't think us peasants are supposed to know this but yes regenerative properties do exist uh, adrenochrome is a scary topic don't go into that Something we're also not supposed to know about. I'm convinced <laughs> that Jeff Bezos, the guy that he took up into space, is his clone. Did you see these videos? I'll try to get a video up on the YouTube for reference. The guy looks like the third iteration of himself. <laughs> these guys are probably just shooting up fake versions. We're too far off the rails. Space tourism is really about harvesting organs, I bet. I took an anatomy and physiology class. This was like the most valuable thing that public school has ever done for me. And this was an elective. It's not like it's part of the school curriculum. In this anatomy class, you never got a real answer into how these three types of skin cells come out of stem cells. It's just like one of these immeasurable barriers, which exist a lot in science. Like the link between the subconscious and the conscious. It cannot be pinpointed in sleep studies, which you're thinking, oh, you're going from REM into active eye movement sleep. You should definitely be able to see when I'm going into the subconscious, but we're still not able to measure that. LSD scientists were able to pinpoint the moment of dissolvement when the barrier between the subconscious and the conscious drops. So there are definitely answers to this shit in some psychedelics. I would like to trip balls with my clone. These are like barriers that they give us in science. Sometimes they're more malleable than you think. So where are these stem cells coming from? Like if we ran out of stem cells, we would need a chick's womb in order to start cloning again. And yeah, I mean, today is not a very self-empowering episode. You are a bag of chemicals. Females, we don't need you anymore. As long as we have a couple stem cells on retainer, we could start printing out clones. And so let me end chapter two on a fun note. We say that men control society. We don't even control sex. I could definitely tell you that in my early 20s. Men are not in control of the sexual selection, which is the most important thing when it comes to the future generations of male <laughs> we're relying on women to do all of the mating. And you see how many... If 
fucking psychopaths get laid. I'm saying in a true matriarchy, you're going to see a lot more cloning and a lot more efficient Brave New World-like structures in society. That's the science for you. Let's go to chapter three, cloning applications. Aside from highly in-demand vital organs, the most practical application for cloning is going to be non-fiction in Jurassic Park. Think about all of the species that scientists are itching to just recreate. And there was a story a long time ago out of Russia. They found a frozen woolly mammoth, so they took some of the cells, put it into a elephant's womb, and were able to create a hybrid. So now with our cloning techniques, we should be able to just take that woolly mammoth cell and put it in a clean stem cell so you're not making the hybrid. Think about Jurassic Park. It is completely viable. I guess all we're missing is like a mosquito encased in a bunch of ember. It's like the women and the stem cells. I'll stay along Arlene's timeline here. She said, after Dolly in the 90s, Texas A&M had the Missy Project, and they were able to clone the first ever dog. And then in the 90s, finally, someone did a cat. So I guess we could call it a copycat. And then, like she said before, all the cows are being cloned. Current advancements in cell technology services are offering cloned cats and dogs for $250,000. This is wild. None of the rich families have to mourn anymore. <laughs> they could just buy another friggin' same pet. This is um exactly how you would have thought it would have gone down. Oh, you know, CRISPR. That's just going to be for all the rich parents who could give their kids blue eyes. Like we started with the thoughts of how cloning will work is exactly how it's being implemented. In this particular case, somebody forgot to read Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I'd be pissed if I was a cat and I found out they're petting like a other ghost cat is going to show up in the cemetery. Today, cattle blueprints are sold at as high as $80,000. Wow. So if you do have like a, an award-winning racehorse or whatever, you could sell it as a clone for 80k. It's a secret to the beef. And another misconception, I didn't get this at the you don't die the same as your clone. Clones aren't born at the same age as who they're being cloned of. So, like, <laughs> the only true clones are identical twins. Is anybody else creeped out by identical twins? Clones have to come from a baby. So today, if you want to rip your hair out, it's going to take quite a while to raise this clone. But <laughs> everybody wants to relive their life from a certain point. You could raise it exactly the same as you. In Arlene's point of view, Terminator was the movie that cemented in everybody's mind that, oh, clones are life-sized. They just pop out ready to roll. That transitions perfectly into Brave New World. It's not that they're creating the alphas, the betas, down to the epsilons by just cloning a dumb guy, cloning a bit of a smarter guy. It's all the same genetic copy. They just indoctrinate the people differently. Arlene dropping big facts. She said animals of bigger size that are cloned have shorter telomeres. So if you try to clone that woolly mammoth, it's going to die at an earlier age. And it's not the same cause of death like Lucy's lung infection. The shortening of telomeres is when you die. 
like medical technology will probably be good enough where they can measure your telomeres and tell you about how long you have left on your life. Do you want that? It would kind of take a lot of anxiety out of the whole equation, knowing when you're going to die. You also lose a lot of the mystery. And that's a pretty good tagline for anybody who is a compulsive drinker or smoker or whatever. Yeah, your telomeres are as long as they are. That's how long you got to live, buddy. Honestly, drink all you want, have as much fun as you want, as long as it's making you feel better. How is that possible? It doesn't sound likely, you know. I, well, I was taught that I eat healthy, so I'm going to live longer. In a telomere, the DNA is programmed to divide a specific number of times. So literally, you can't, unless you reprogrammed your genetics somehow, <laughs> we need good gene therapy that makes you live longer, not this fucking brain fog bullshit. The next rational step is to ask, how can we rewind the clock here? That's why I'm saying there's all these collagen pumping companies, ATC, the American telomere company, they did a trial with 24 cows. And so they were saying these big ones die earlier. We're going to try to fix that. They were able to make it through 20 generations of cloned cows until the telomeres started to grow again. Uh, this was big in Multiplicity, the, co the cover art for the show. <laughs> That's a funny-ass movie. Overlooked, it needs a resurgence. Every copy that gets made of the main character gets stupider. So the second is like the evil version of him, and then the third is the dumb version, then the fourth version is the eccentric one. So in reality, this ATC 20 cow study showed multiplicity is right. <laughs> After like five copies, yeah, this thing is going to start to look like Frankenstein. But after a while, it starts to correct itself. You got to ask yourself, what the hell is that? Is it DNA is just a blueprint? It can be manipulated, but after a certain amount of time, it's getting passed down uninterrupted. It's going to revert to its natural phase. It's like nature always evens out type of thing. How the hell is that even possible that without any human involvement, the telomeres are growing? I wish they went further with this study. Maybe 40 generations deep, the cows are living twice as long. Another cool mouse experiment they had here. They showed the closer you get to absolute zero, the slower your telomeres decay. <laughs> People living on the poles are living twice as long. Absolute zero, that's 250 below. This is like where Fahrenheit, Kelvin, all of them meet. And they say that if you can create absolute zero on a mass scale, time also freezes. I don't know how you prove these things, but trust the science. <laughs> you can make yourself live longer if you're living at a low temperature. What are we actually using this for? August 20th of 2020, CNN reported 750 genetically engineered mosquitoes were released in Florida. So I was wrong before. I said a couple million mosquitoes. Try a billion. And this was in 2020. You weren't hearing about that because there were a couple distractions. Also in 2020 in Colorado, they didn't tell us. They just fucking released wolves back into the wild. <laughs> and now you can't buy Russian ammo. Wonderful. These experiments go on without a vote. <laughs> a billion genetically engineered mosquitoes. They didn't tell the people... All of these 750 million mosquitoes 
were injected with STDs. <laughs> so this fucking harebrained mad scientist experiment was that, okay, well, all of these mosquitoes are now going to go mate with the females and give them STDs, and poof, mosquitoes are gone. All of this is like a million times funnier if you know the history of DDT on the peninsula of Florida after the 1920s. We fucking nuked Florida. We had those, uh, like, crop-dusting planes, and we just put Roundup, all these kinds of bullshit chemicals throughout the Everglades, and it killed mosquitoes for a while. According to nature, that shit came right back. And so now we're going to try to do some <laughs> sexually transmitted mass AIDS campaign in mosquitoes. Yeah, this is not science fiction. <laughs> Is that not wild to everybody? Friggin' August 20th of 2020, <laughs> there was just a fleet of mosquitoes released. She also had a study here. The World Health Organization, very scientific, has been testing reproduced engineered viruses inside of goat bellies. <laughs> but remember, if you said that in early 2020, you would have been kicked off of social media for spouting the lab leak theory. Like I'm saying, if you read this book, it might key you into what our overlords are going to use this tech for. Ended on an up positive note, a lab was able to create a genetic hybrid of goats and spiders. Okay, so it's not like a eight-legged mammal or something crazy like that. But they created a goat that instead of producing milk, it shot silk out of its tits. What?! <laughs> Are you kidding me, people? We are there. We are at Spider-Man. That was the theme of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. The guy wanted to turn everybody into lizards. <laughs> and they were like, we want to regenerate limbs, but we don't all want to be being lizards all day. This guy was trying to find this point of no return. And apparently we do have access to these barriers like i'm saying before we can bring okay make me just this much of a wolf and this is a thing in all of these like love death and robots all of these anthology those on netflix they have an episode where wolfmen work in tandem with the marines <laughs> i can't ground this and make it any more scientific but just know that goats are shooting silk out of their tits as far as practical applications go, spare parts is obviously going to be the biggest cash cow. But there's a fucking a world of superheroes to be made. Let's go to chapter four, cell therapies. Maybe you're not going to need an entirely new clone. Maybe you could just replace cell communities bit by bit. This is going to bring up Theseus again, the old paradox. You got to dock the boat each time you have to replace a floorboard one by one it's making it less the original ship at what point is it no longer the original you know people have brains so it's kind of different than just talking about a boat that was 2000 years ago you could just upload your brain into another body theoretically that is more questions in terms of competition will genetic replacement be allowed in the olympics you know, we let that guy with the friggin' booster calves run, and then he murdered his wife because he cheated to the win. Did you see this shit? His calves don't even get tired. He doesn't have knee pain. Are we going to let China clone their gymnastics teams for the next Olympics? I'm sure they're already doing it. 
cell therapy is a super expensive niche. What's clonable now includes blood cells, neurons, pancreatic islet, and squamous cells. So that's basically everything a human is. And then uh, we're back to that original question. Can you take individual parts to create the whole? And we kind of already have the answer to that. No, you have to start from the homunculus. You know, my parents always say I never accomplished anything. I tell them within the first two weeks of being alive, I was a homunculus and a blastocyte. I'm a motherfucking Pokemon. Cell nuclei is this replacement therapy where they take the old center of cells and inject young nuclei. So more of this vampiric shit that actually works. <laughs> the real catch to all this is you need a cell for every type of clone. So not even a full human. So if you had just somebody's hair, you would technically also need one of their fingernails, one of their toenails. He's saying you need, we went over this again, what is a hybrid versus what is a clone. A clone cannot be parts of a whole. It has to be a genetic copy. I feel like we're leaving more on the table with that women ideology and how women basically are the clone machines at the moment. Dude, women, like, you could save time, you could save money, you could make women obsolete just by letting men have access to this embryonic stage, whatever it is. Sigma males are supposed to be, like, the opposite of an alpha male, even though you are self-aware. We're going to have Sigma single dads. What? There's just so much humor here. I don't know how I'm not cracking it open right, <laughs> but... I think, yeah, definitely there is um, better jokes that have been told about this. I'm thinking of, I don't remember whose joke it is, but they were like, women, why do you want equality? You actually want to go to work and have to try to make money? You have the gift of the world. Nobody else is able to create life with a pussy. Like, you have the best gift ever and all of us men are just walking around dick in hand trying to make money so that we could then again procreate or whatever the hell dudes are up to women could just start shooting babies out of them and then you never have to question why you're here on this earth i'm a mother your key to happiness is in between your legs men are finally taking back some power here we're gonna be able to have our own kids <laughs> without female influence yo so now we could finally see who is the superior sex in terms of parenting? And I'm thinking this is definitely going to destroy relationships between women. Like you have, um, this is a positive application. A woman is infertile. So you take one of her eggs or however it would work and then clone her child inside of her sister. You see what I'm saying here? Or you could just clone their kid if we're going to keep it simple. Separate women are going to hate each other because now it's an actual genuine competition to see who could raise a better kid. Like, you always wonder that. <laughs> if I ever have twins, I'm going to tell my wife, hey, you take care of that one, I take care of this one. Let the best man win. <laughs> Doing science experiments in the household. I don't understand why women just haven't, like, gone off of grid and created their own reproductive society or some shit. <laughs> That's what you're going to see these neckbeard dudes. That's what they're going to Mars for. Why don't we just send a bunch of clones there? She ended this chapter, or it was mostly about, not me ranting, but adult stem cells. And so these exist. Like I said before, we need more stem cells so that we can do the clones, so that we can 
freaking save people with Alzheimer's. Adult stem cells are a very rich form of this, except they only exist inside of bone marrow, corneas, retinas, and brain. <laughs> so, like, no one's going to go into your eyeballs, your brain, to try to get some bone marrow. But ha every single college student knows at least twice a week you're getting asked for your bone marrow. I think I'm going to hold on to my bone marrow. That kind of sounds like I might need it eventually. <laughs> Stem cells can reproduce in the shape of all the other cells, like we said, a homunculi. So that's why these things are so important. Why do you think there's so much shady shit about Planned Parenthood? They said uh, in this book, like in the 80s in England, they passed this bill where you're not allowed to use... Uh, fetuses or any of that afterbirth for experimentation and in America it's no hold bars you could buy the baby while it's still alive type of thing I guess we're not as bad as China we're gonna try all of our experimentation on the clones instead of millions of imprisoned Yu-Gi-Oh's <laughs> China's like in the 1940s and shit the way they're doing experimentation like, we're not going to get to know about all the cool experimentation until afterwards when it's a Dr. Mengele documentary. It's like, this is the closest you're going to get. Johns Hopkins was able to use adult stem cells in mice to have them regrow bone cells. For anybody out there who has chipped a tooth, you know that contusions last forever. John Hopkins just proved with bone marrow you can create new bones that's pretty wild how your bones just can't do it to themselves but you take an outside one and it juices everything up we're back to spider-man do you want to be a lizard or not uh regenitalia regeneration genitalia regenitalia you guys got to give me some more for these on the spot jokes if someone cuts off your penis is it ethical to use baby penis stem cells to regrow your it comes back as a baby dick <laughs> you're thinking about now like uh, all those Deadpool movies he gets his arm cut off his arm grows back if he got his head cut off would his body grow a new head or would his head grow a new body paradox that's just mitosis <laughs> that's not a fucking paradox <laughs> Think about it. Mitosis is when the one thing splits into the two. It's kind of like parts of the whole, but then cloning. Repetition. It can't be conjoined. She also said the University of Minnesota was working on trying to find metamorphosis with an end point. So again, with that limb regeneration or the goat turning into a spider, if you can create an end point, now you're selling the Spider-Man pill. Remember those Metamorphosis book from childhood? Or even in that fucking, the new Rick and Morty season I just used in the intro. They had an episode where every turkey in the United States was turned into a genetic super soldier. It could happen! The most important study I think we have from this chapter was completed in England in the 1980s. They found that by injecting stem cells into the brain, they were able to reverse the effects of Parkinson's. And it was discontinued when it went public that the injection required 10 disposed fetuses per shot. <laughs> so, I mean, what? Should the baby corpses go to waste? What are we doing here? If they're going to be fucking tossed into a dumpster in a back alley in vain, you might as well fix somebody's end-of-life ailment. 
It's just um, being economical here. While I am about personal choice, I'm more so on the other side. If you incentivize monetarily abortion, you are going to wind up with like chicks that are just going to get knocked up and then selling their placenta for stem cells. Like that's going to create a fucking ungodly underbelly of business to be done. We just like keep that shit to yourself. Backdoor abortions have been a thing since the beginning of time. <laughs> you have a coat hanger. In the 1990s, the USA passed the Human Fertilization Act, which said that you cannot conduct research with donated gametes. So whoever is in charge of this is keeping the fiscal incentive in check and saying, no, 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 you're not allowed to donate this stuff. It has to be sold to one another. You have some lady on the friggin' TLC channel is about to have 10 kids and she had a spontaneous abortion. So what? Now we just can't cure this guy with Parkinson's? It's fishy, to say the least. In 2001, the act became permanent. And so we have money in politics. We have money in abortion and cloning. Let's go along to Chapter 5, Cloning and Reproduction, Second to Last. When this book was written, Arlene wrote, over 10 mammalian species have been cloned. It would be dishonest to say that humans won't as well. It would be willfully ignorant to say that we have not been cloned. Should this be a moment of celebration or consternation? Do we morally now have the obligation to clone every single human to see what is the most prime genetics? It's kind of the responsibility of the state who cares about our health to make all of us have the best possible genetics, right? If a baby looks super duper pure, we should immediately start swabbing the baby and cloning it. Babies don't have rights to their own genetics. Now we have the PGD, the pre-implementation genetic diagnosis, which is done to babies. They can tell how long the baby's telomeres are when they're born. That's kind of messed up. Would you want to know how long your kid is going to live on the day of his birth? Wow, man. The Amish have it right. <laughs> uh, what the hell? Like, you're going to have to just avoid doctors overall in the future. No spoilers. I'm trying to put on my rulership hat. It would save a lot of time and money to assure everyone is their most optimal version this is the quickest way to our utopia, Brave New World World. You got on your evil hat right now. Look at society like an orchestra. If one of your instruments have a broken string, you tell that guy to leave and replace him with the perfect copy. Once we have the ability to fix everyone, isn't it unethical to let people have impurities? Yeah, cystic fibrosis, multiple sclerosis, botulism all these things could be eradicated in one generation and so would individuality how am i going to make it sound good when a baby is given to a mother to be wheeled out on their first day of life and it's accidentally one of the genetic copies of someone else isn't that like a mother's fear they swapped out the baby we're all going to be clone cucks do we not see what's happening in front of our eyes Arlene is saying the word natural will have to be debated. 
I can't do any more of these authors telling me to fucking change my own perception of the world. You need to make a new word. We lost the word normal because we couldn't agree on one definition. It used to be abnormal. Now it's new normal. What they are calling new liberty is actually ab-liberty. Think about natural. What happened to this word? In the 90s, uh, that's when I was born, there was probably some sort of like Trader Joe's that actually had natural food. What the fuck does that word even mean more? A natural food can have refined sugar in it. Refined sugar is not natural. There's fucking nothing natural about this loaf of space bread. What the hell are we doing here, people? We're just redefining words to make everybody more confused and destroy our language and society for our kids. Mic drop, episode over. It will be bigoted in the future to ask someone, Are you born natural? (gasps) How could you say that? Did you just call me a test tube baby? You know that's the N-word for our generation. This is what it's going to look like. I mean, it's the same arguments. It's just going to be perpetuated in clone, not clone. Are you being clonist? I'm going to have to redefine the word natural. That's like the one word. (laughs) So it'll be an unnatural definition of natural. (laughs) There's too much irony there. The uncanny valley. Have you guys ever heard about this? There is an instinctual sense within humans which are able to tell us when something else is not human. So when something is unnatural. Oh, wait, so we already have a word for that. (laughs) The uncanny valley is probably in humans, so we can tell eventually, I shouldn't fuck this person. They got something weird going on. Oh, you're a clone. Yeah, I'm not going to have sex with you. I've heard from a lot of guys saying I'm not going to reproduce with a girl who got fucking gene therapy. This is the real deal, man. Like, (laughs) talk about women being obsolete now. We're really going to need those artificial wombs. (laughs) Like, Frankenstein was a movie about being scared of an imposter. Humans hate anything that isn't human. And that's probably why we're all so friggin' depressed and anxious and all this shit. Nothing is human right now. Everything is commercial and artificial. Ex Machina is probably a movie I should have bought up earlier that entrusts this entire point. It's usually best to trust your gut. People who lived before social media had that gut feeling. I don't need the phone. If you need me, call me. What is this text? Call me. And now we are all enslaved to these devices. It was a hunch that we should have trusted. Ex Machina was about how... Robots are eventually going to look like chicks. And this is going to end the paradigm between men and women. Like, the sex bots, they're not there yet. But eventually, most of the guys that are going on dates are just going to spend that date money on a better sex robot. This is inevitable. Like, if you deny this, you're being willfully ignorant. It's, um... (laughs) Quite the world we're sending our kids into. A brave new world indeed. Social media, for me, is enough of a clone machine. Like, I get Uncanny Valley vibes when I go on social media. It is turning bitches into clones. Good luck finding another girl like me. Take one swipe on Instagram. You're going to get ten carbon copies. (laughs) It's a fucking clone machine, people. Our culture is clone material. Version 1.0, basic bitch, ready for service. (laughs)
I wonder, because like I said earlier in the show, women are in charge of sexual selection. Women lie to each other. Like, oh, I would never sleep with a guy like that. Well, somebody did. This felon has eight kids. <laughs> that lying cannot take place in a matriarchy where we are doing test tubes and pumping out the babies. And so what I'm trying to say is, would you ever be able to get a woman to say, okay, you can clone my baby? Probably not. <laughs> But that's all it takes. We just need one bitch to sell out. And then men forever can just start cloning. There's not going to be real kids anymore. I brought this up early, Nick's nonfiction, for people who have been listening. I went to a model congress as a teenager. And there was a kid proposing a bill of something I'd never thought of. This kid was like, I suggest that if you want welfare for child support, you have to apply to have a child before you actually have that kid. And so it's like state-approved children. It sounds socialist because, you know, they're in control of the selection. But it's more capitalistic. We're not giving you free shit just to run around with your clones anymore. It's a question we're going to have to ask ourselves. And it breaks down negative and positive rights. And not a lot of people know this. <laughs> this should be the only thing they teach you in civics in fourth grade. A negative right entitles what the government cannot do, while a positive right entitles what the people are allowed to choose between. So let's take this to terms of medical tyranny. It is a negative right to require experimental disease eradication, whereas the positive right solution to COVID would have been making the two medicines, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, all of these ones you're not allowed to say on the internet, Make those free for people. That would be a positive right. Hey, you can take this cure if you want. I know there's a 99% survival rate, but these medicines are here when you're ready. That's a positive right. A negative right is when we are doing things to prevent something that might not even happen. So a negative right is you doing something for the greater good. <laughs> it's not a right. You see, we're bending language to try to make these things make sense. There are edicts, and then there is freedom. A negative right is really just when an authority tries to use its power to overstep a boundary. I don't even know how to explain this in terms of how it's supposed to make people feel safe. Like, just look how mismanaged the entire crisis is over the past two years. Do we really want the government in control of cloning? With Planned Parenthood, you have a positive right to get free condoms. A negative right would look like 30% of girls at random have to get Nuva rings. This way, the overall statistic amount of women that are getting pregnant is lower. You see what I'm saying here? You don't, the negative right is just <laughs> like, it's something you have to do attributed by the state. And it's for a greater good. So I guess that's why they're calling it a right. Planned Parenthood is neither a positive or a negative right. Sure, it is helping girls reclaim their life who don't want to give birth to a rape baby, but it is also creating this market of selling your friggin' chimeras or whatever. It's like I'm saying, a lot of these things are in the gray and why it's a great grounds for debate, but negative rights are not quite sold on everybody. <laughs> you can't tell somebody they have a negative right to do something. So you mean you're giving me a chore? This is not a right. The way this will probably get 
played out in society is the people who can have babies naturally will be seen as insensitive to people who are unable to give birth. Just like that illegal to reproduce thing. It's going to be bigoted to have kids. <laughs> like, oh my God, dude, you already see the left wing saying this. The worst thing you could do for the environment is to reproduce. I fucking am telling you. I'm being outright with my Nostradamus uh, predictions today. Because I was pretty right about the medical happenstance of the last two years. Getting a little too confident here. <laughs> what the fuck do you think this is going to be used for? Love Death Robots. I really suggest watching that one. They had, um, it was like these cops that go and try to shake down ladies who are having kids. Like, I just looked up clone-related media, and I started reading definitions. This is like a parallel thought that a lot of people trying to inform one another have. <laughs> this is not going to be used for the greater good. Big ethical question to end this chapter. Parents who lost a kid very early on. Is it ethical for them to clone their dead kid? You know, <laughs> God... The guy that put you here to learn and all this shit. He took away your little angel. And now you have the ability to take him back. <laughs> Are you going to do it? <laughs> I'm taking him back. Let's go to chapter six. Double trouble. I like that joke. <laughs> you can't work a hour setup for just that one punchline, though. Unique experience always here. Final Trouble is a short one. She's saying the fragility of identity is something that people have to deal with more today than they did in the past. Like social media, people will say, oh, you're different online than you are in person. Well, that's because that's not the real world. Um, like people get cognitive dissonance when they start trying to get a little bit too into showing you who they are on social media rather than telling you who they are and what they do. I started this show saying you can upload a Tinder chick's consciousness into your girlfriend in the future. Like, what's going to happen when there is a cloud version of you? Is that going to make you feel insecure? I thought I was the only me. There's, am I just a biological bag of meat? Like, people are going to start having serious psychological breaks in Arlene's point of view. She's bringing up a slew of Twilight Zone episodes. Like, the 70s was peak clone paranoia they had that invasion of the body snatchers <laughs> the, what, the aliens are orbiting and they take your body no even better freud he thought i'm not joking here that mirrors were a subconscious representation of yourself <laughs> i'm telling you yeah he was doing too much coke off of his mirror that he only saw himself as the most hedonistic version as himself <laughs> There's a joke in there. Freud actually thought that mirrors were possessed. <laughs> this guy is the peak of science. Body snatchers, all of this shit throughout history was like very creepy. And sometimes creep becomes reality. The Bouchard twin studies <laughs> went down in the 60s and they found that IQ is 60% heritable. And it can vary between twin. So... Even IQ isn't exactly the same between a clone, <laughs> that multiplicity movie. I like pita. There's the one clone, the only thing you could think. I like pita. I like pita. Twin brains are the exact same size, but the lobes develop at uniquely different paces. 
So you, again, I said twins are the only real clones. Even their brains are identically the same. The lobes grow at different speed. After a month, there is no such thing as those true clones. She said DNA and progenitors are not destiny. Progenitors, the genitalia regeneration joke was also a good one this episode. The idea that you need a sex change? What the hell is that? Regenerating your genitalia? This never made sense to me. If you're getting a sex change, you are reaffirming the binary. <laughs> like, if you're a progressive, you think there is no gender, but I'm going to get a gender change. What? What is happening in your brain? <laughs> the final experiment we have was called cloning Mozart. So it's more of a thought than an experiment. They were saying that the Bach family had 80% heritability in music, just like that IQ thing from before. Mozart was the seventh out of seven kids, and five of them died in infancy. Both of his grandparents played music. Two of those siblings that survived played music. The 1750s, when he was being bought up, music was like in this outlier situation where anybody that got involved got really good really quick. So he had the nature, he had the nurture, he had the environmental influence. If you just had his DNA, don't you think we'd be able to make Mozart today? And Arlene is going, Mozart is going to be on a logic board. You're going to see him on some mixers making sick wubs and EDMs. Whoever is saying that there's no good music, yeah, there's no good music on the top 40 charts. You're not looking hard enough. Some people are... I love the EDM scene. Even alt-rock is like, we have our own Led Zeppelin. We cloned Led Zeppelin. That's right, old heads. Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> I'm going to piss off so many people. We don't need Led Zeppelin anymore. We can clone Aerosmith next. <laughs> Ridiculousness. Even ridiculousness is just a clone of uh america's funniest home videos <laughs> maybe that's why we have cemeteries we have been cataloging every dead person's dna so now we could just clone mozart that's a scary movie let's get stephen king on it the takeaway for the day really should be genes are about predisposition not predestination you have a lot of say about where epigenetics go where are you going to take it? That is A Clone of Your Own by Arlene Halatsko. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in once again for another edition. And we are in a new era of the show. I say that sparingly, but this time I mean it. We're going for an uptick in quality. I'm bringing all of you the hammer week after week. I respect your listenership. And next week, we have a silly one. We have got uniforms. Weird looking book all about looking the part. This is not some edgy take on the singularity and how we're all going to be one uniform, whatever. This is just going into the cloth. It is written by some guy from the 1940s. He is a straight edge motherfucker. He is talking about the origins of the chef whites. Why do they have those silly hats? Bridal wear. Why does the KKK have to wear all white as well? He is going into the deepest subcultures to look at the uniforms might be a shorter one should be a fun one and thank you guys for once again tuning in to another edition of nick's Nonfiction. check out those memes check out that patreon i'll see you in another week take it easy <laughs>